0: And you were born in June? Yes. Well, that's exciting. Is that why your name is June?
1: (laughs) I presume so. (laughs) I was number five of a group of 12 kids. Wow.
0: So they didn't all get named for the month (laughs) they were born in. (laughs) Welcome back to the interview podcast on the Why Millblank Podcast Network in Millblank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg. And in studio today, we have a very special guest um, that I'm really excited about. Uh, June Comstock is with us. Um, She's, I think you have, you're the person with the most history in your head that's ever been in this room. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. You said you're 99?
1: Yes. Last June 21st, I was, so now this is August something.
0: Twenty-two August 22nd. Did you ever think like, that you would see 2019?
1: I guess I never thought much about it until just more recently we've been more conscious of mm-hmm. how old I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, where were you born?
1: Howard, South Dakota. Okay. I was number five of a group of 12 kids.
0: What were the what was the gap age gap between them?
1: Two years usually. Really? About. Okay.
0: A farm family?
1: No, my dad had a tire shop, and he sold it was on Main Street in Howard, South Dakota. He had a, a building that he sold. Dayton Tires, I remember, because that was a big ad. <laughs> and um, then in the back of that building, he did shoe repair.
0: <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> then to the side of it, he bought cream from farmers, because that was a, a, another a building that was just joined into it, so... The farmers would bring him cream, and then he had a thing that would test it, mm-hmm. so they know how much money they could get for it. <laughs> and then the truck from Sioux Falls would come and pick up that cream, so that was part of the way he helped make a living. That's for crazy. His big family of kids.
0: Did uh, did all well as the kids got older, your siblings. Did you work in that shop with them?
1: I did some, but I mostly started to work when I was a freshman in a general merchandise store, Okay, Theodore Hansen's, <laughs> and that was uh, on Main Street in Howard. In the front of it, they sold dry goods, and in the middle of it, they sold shoes, and in the back of it, they sold groceries. <laughs> and... They bought eggs from the farmers to help pay for their food that they bought. and then, So they
0: kind of bartered a little bit? Like they would bring eggs and get credit for it?
1: Yes. There was, a, I don't know how they decided the, the price they mm-hmm. got per dozen, mm-hmm. but they would bring like in crates where there would be six dozen eggs, if I remember <laughs> right. And then at night, when I was a freshman, I started selling tickets at the theater in the evening. So they had shows every night of the week, but for about three or four nights, I don't remember which, they were all 10-cent shows for everybody.
0: Really? <laughs> <laughs> and then... So what, what, what would show?
1: Well, they would show comedies and uh I don't
0: know I mean was was this all because when would that have been what year
1: when I was 14 I was born nineteen twenty thirty four. 34 okay
0: so I'm trying to think
1: graduated from high school did they have audio
0: on the like, like, did they have audio on the it film at that point? It was quite new. Okay, because yeah. that would have been kind of when that was revolutionary. No more um, theater organists playing along with... They didn't have that really?
1: before the show started. <laughs> they had a fellow that his last name was Hanson, I can remember.
0: <laughs> and he was the theater organist?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they showed a uh, news half a news I think it was and a comedy and then the show 10 cents 10 cents except once in a while there would be a big uh, oh when they called them Broadway shows Mm -hmm. when there would be bigger uh, entertainers and then they had to charge 25 cents
0: oh my
1: so I can remember paying, but I sold tickets there, mm-hmm. and I got fifty cents a night for selling tickets.
0: Well, <laughs> now did did that seem like a great great deal for you?
1: Well, yeah, it. Or was helped. there
0: just no other option?
1: It helped buy school supplies mm-hmm. and stuff, so I thought it was fun. Except <laughs> sometimes it. When the weather was bad, I'd get a ride home after selling tickets with the policeman. <laughs> <laughs> in the, was in a, the
0: front seat or the back uh, seat? <laughs>
1: on the on the main, he was all, Anyway, he was there and wanted if I would. <laughs> I had to walk past the railroad tracks to the depot to get from downtown to my home. Okay, and the main highway forgot highway 34 okay went through Howard wild
0: um how long did you live there in Howard
1: uh, I was born there I left when I was 18 after graduating from high school
0: so where you just had to get out you were running away or where did you go <laughs>
1: I <laughs> My oldest sister, Edna, Mm -hmm. had married a fellow who had a job at the University of Minnesota. So when they came home in the summer, I went back with them. And then my first job there was at the big store, I don't think it's there anymore now, Dayton's in Minneapolis.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. How long did you live there?
1: I lived with them from going in the summer till in uh, February, I think it was, right afterwards. A friend of mine from Howard, Lorna Wright, whose dad was a Debo agent, had a job in Fairmont, Minnesota, which not too far from Albert Lee, and that's where there was a new job new Montgomery Ward (laughs) store going up in Elberlead. So they were I got a job there before it even opened because I helped (laughs) get it ready. And I was in the upstairs fashion department. (laughs) So we sold uh, dresses for ladies. Okay. It was mostly what, and maybe some ladies underwear and stuff.
0: Was it just ladies' clothes or were there you men's suits there? Okay. The,
1: um the balcony or the mezzanine or whatever they called it. And then I worked there.
0: So would that have been late thirties? Or 40s? well I
1: graduated in thirty eight, okay. so it was probably 40 when I went to Albert Lee
0: do you remember where you were when Pearl Harbor happened
1: I was thinking about that the other day I I do remember but I think... There were four of us girls living together in an apartment where I had that job in Overtley. And it seems there's something to do about living with them when Mm. that announcement came. And uh, I was dating my husband with the father of Mark. uh, And I can't remember if it was... Sure, he was going to have to go to war, Hmm. which he did.
0: Really? So, so. how did you meet him?
1: At a group called the 87 Club. That was a (laughs) group of young men that had meetings back then.
0: Was this like a secret society?
1: (laughs) No, not necessarily, because there was, it was. Part of a Minnesota group or something. Mm. Anyway, that's where I met him. And then we started going kind of steady, but I had other boyfriends and too. So. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I was kind of new in town, you know, so I'm, you're 19 years old. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> did you learn something, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> then,
1: then he had to go to war. So, we did get married before he went.
0: So. Like right before? Yes. Was that um, on purpose? Because he had to go?
1: Well, I just wanted to be sure he came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't pregnant or anything. Well, this is
0: good. You didn't have a shotgun, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so how long was he was he gone?
1: Well, he didn't have to go overseas right away. He went out to Oregon.
0: Really? That's where I was born.
1: Oh. Uh, well, I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, he was stationed there, so I got on the train, and I went out there and lived in this little apartment where we burned wood to keep warm. <laughs> wow. and, uh, um, I stayed there because he didn't have to go overseas right away. He was left at the camp for a while because he had been to some training in Minneapolis mm. where he had close-order drill, and so they kept him on the base. So that's why I went out there on the train and and stayed
0: Hmm.
1: until he went overseas and our daughter susie was born out in oregon
0: okay how long were you there
1: Mm. maybe two years okay
0: did you stay there when he went overseas yes okay
1: then i finally went home on the train and lived with his mother and sister in Elbert Lee, Minnesota.
0: So how in the world did you get to (laughs) Millbank?
1: Well, after Fran came back, because, oh, in between there, he went to dry cleaning school out east. It was like, a six months training. Wow. So, uh, I can't remember the tone. Anyway, he and a friend of his who we know from Moscow, Idaho, he met there and they became pretty close friends. And he was up there like six months or something like that to become a dry cleaner. Wow. And then we came back to his hometown in Albert Lee, where I met him. And uh, we lived in an apartment there, and that's where our daughter Susie was born. And the apartment was by the dry cleaners, and there was a lake, big lake, big fountain lake, behind this building and she and the little boy lived in the apartment. We lived apartment over the dry cleaners building. They had apartments where they kept their trucks underneath hmm. and then behind that was the lake, Fountain Lake and uh She and the little boy next door went got out of the house and went up over the steps and she almost drowned in the lake and I, she wasn't very old then but I can't. anyway I was- found her and got her out of the water.
0: <laughs> wow,
1: that was an experience other than that. We just lived in Albert Lee until Fran, she went to the Army. And he was overseas for a while. And he was wounded and so he had a, a wounded leg for a while so he was placed in a hospital in uh, overseas I can't remember which country it was. was that Germany
0: I, Is that, isn't that where uh, France okay
1: anyway after he was wounded then he didn't have to fight anymore and then he finally came home
0: so how long after he got back Did you guys live in Minnesota?
1: Well, I can't remember uh, what you were born in in Staples, Minnesota. Okay. Okay. We had a dry cleaning store then in Staples. I have pictures of that someplace. (laughs) After he had gone to training to Mm -hmm. become a dry cleaner, we had a little uh, business there, and I think we lived in Staples three or four years. Okay.
0: So when you came into South Dakota and to Millbank, did you do dry cleaning here? Yes.
1: We built a building that's still out there, it says Apex above it. Oh, really? Uh, we we built that building.
0: So and it that, was made as a dry cleaner dry building. Dry
1: cleaner had a big furnace in it, and uh, so we could get steam mm-hmm. to help press clothes. And we had, uh, well, we had all the equipment in that dry clean place you needed we did drapes, and we had a big machine that could hang drapes and press them with steam.
0: So, but what brought you to this town? I mean, what what made you build a dry cleaner in Millbank?
1: Well, we were just looking for a place to, to, and then my family lived in South Dakota. Okay. Looking for a, a business <laughs> to buy, I guess when he got out of the service, after his wounded leg healed up okay, so. Anyway.
0: So do you know, what What year did you come to town?
1: 1941. 51?
0: 51. Okay. So that's been a while <laughs> how How has Millbank changed <laughs> in the seventy years?
1: Oh, it's um, I know our church has certainly changed a lot. I go to the Episcopal Church, and that was just uh, not a very big congregation. Fran had been an Episcopalian I had been raised a Methodist but when we came here we were Episcopalians and that I know we it was not a wealthy church but the minister had to come from uh, Aberdeen to preach every week so we had church services at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we still do, (laughs) (laughs) but but our church has changed a lot. We added a building. Where's it at? uh, Well, the funeral home is on the corner. It's 4th Avenue, I think. Oh. And then- Is that the little red church? uh, On that? Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's the Episcopal.
0: There's still a congregation that meets there?
1: Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, you have to come visit. I should. You <laughs> should come visit. We have a lady minister who lives in uh, Watertown. Okay. And we probably have about, uh, we're lucky if we have 12 or 15 really? pe- people.
0: So who owns the facility then? The yeah. Like, like does the congregation, or is there a...
1: South Dakota (laughs) Episcopal? Okay, so the denomination does. So, uh, we have uh, an organ, and uh, we also have a machine that plays, if an organist doesn't show up, Mm -hmm. plays some music for our singing. (laughs) And we're only about 20 people once in a while. But we seem to keep hanging together. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what, what will happen to it? Like, is there. Well, the, what's the plan?
1: Young family, the Voltz family, have youngsters. Okay. And now they have a granddaughter who actually is a little acolyte in the service. So, uh, whether the few of us, the Volts family, and then there's Susan Gulk and Cherie, can't say her last name, Susan's sister, Cherie, and their husbands. Susan doesn't mm. have a husband, but we're not very big. We're hanging in there, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, I've always wondered. I've driven by there, and I've always been intrigued by the building.
1: So 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, you're very welcome.
0: <laughs> well, if I can get away from my church, I certainly will. <laughs> so. Excellent. Um. Was it just the dry cleaning business that made you guys stay here? Yes. Like that just, it, it took off and it yeah. was successful. Did you have it uh, like all the way to retirement?
1: Yes. We sold it to Dale Schultz is his name. And then he kept it up. Okay. Until people quit doing dry cleaning. I was going
0: to say, when did that... Thing. When did that go away? When did people stop uh, dry cleaning their clothes?
1: Because they started making more washable. Mm. Still, where do you take a suit? Yeah,
0: there, is, there isn't, is there? There
1: is a place in Watertown yet that okay. does regular dry cleaning. I think you. Know, I think it's still there, but uh, there are so much washable things mm-hmm. now used to be you couldn't
0: well you didn't want to take that suit and scrub it down the, the washboard
1: <laughs> and then nice winter coats and yeah. stuff but people more wear wear more jackets mm-hmm. and they do overcoats you that's see.
0: true yeah you, you don't see very many people dressing up much with regularly suits yep
1: used to be nobody came to church unless they had a suit on. Yeah. Now they wear jeans and whatever. <laughs> Shorts and T-shirts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, you you look back, you know, decades ago at pictures and all of, everyone, you're out on the street, you're dressed up. That's just, <laughs> you didn't go out unless you were put together. Correct. So I guess dry cleaning would have been necessary. Yeah. That's kind of crazy that that, because <laughs> that industry it's kind of went away hasn't it
1: well part of it was they started making more washable mm-hmm. things
0: yeah so so there just wasn't the demand no. so is right. that is that what caused you guys to sell or were you done with it like were you ready to be done oh,
1: I think we were probably ready we did sell it yeah so I guess we were ready to <laughs> but, uh...
0: how many kids do you have four and how many, were any of them born in Milbank?
1: More, uh, I don't <laughs> were you, Buzz was born in Milbank. Okay. He's the youngest.
0: Okay. Does he still live in Milbank?
1: No. He lives in Man, no, in, um uh, Minnesota, what's the name of his town? Uh. He went to school to to be something to do with buildings. Okay. Uh, What? Electrician. Electrician.
0: Okay. That's an important job.
1: uh, The place in South Dakota where you go to get trained to be a... Electrician has north up here.
0: Uh, oh, up in Wapiton. Okay. Is that still there? I think so. Okay. Huh. So, how has Millbank changed?
1: Well, there have been many more larger homes built than. And Main Street changes even now somewhat.
0: (laughs) Yep. Right now they're tearing it up. (laughs) Finally. It's only been a coon's Um, age.
1: We always had a pretty nice theater.
0: Which one? Because there there were two, right? The Chateau was right beside our building here. And then the DeFay Theater was... DeFay was across the street. Which one was nicer?
1: The DeFay. Was it? Yeah. Okay. The couple that ran the, the DeFay, the man and his son, ran the theater for years and years. I don't know who has it now, but DeFay was their well, name. Well, H-
0: Hicks have it now. Oh, yeah. Jolie and Rob. But before them, I think it was um, Neil Bogus. He had it.
1: He was in there after the DeFay.
0: Yeah, yep. And then DeFay's, they had it, like they would, didn't they own both at one point? Yes. So they own, okay.
1: And then they, after a while they quit having the one on this side of this.
0: Okay. And then it, did it burn down or did they just tear it down? Do you remember? The chateau?
1: I think it just was torn. Okay. I don't remember fire okay. on Main Street. Well, that, that, that's good. I <laughs> <laughs> I remember a big elevator fire that was behind the depot.
0: Okay. Do you ever remember the circus coming to town?
1: Yep. That was a big event.
0: What was yeah. that like? Because I've, I've read old <laughs> news stories from back in the 50s about it, and it's fascinating. 3,000 animals, just ridiculous number of train cars.
1: Yeah and it used to be out where uh, well where the unity square building is built now in that area Really? Some where they had uh Is that where s- they had it? A circus in in that area. Okay. That, that part of the town as I remember. So
0: um uh, So d- didn't they park the train and parade through town when they would get here or how did they how did they get from the train to where they set up? Do you remember that process? No. Hmm. I just think that'd be a crazy I, life. I, <laughs> Living on the train is a circus. I, I,
1: <laughs> yes, they had animals, and it was well. They must have come and not on the train. I think they came in buses. Really? Because they had this big tent. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that on the train. I don't remember. Mm. Maybe somebody else remembers. Then it was out. They set it out for east of town, edge of town, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where it was open, wide open. So they have place for the animals.
0: What do you remember about the building of the big insurance building? Well. What did that do it, to the community when they built that?
1: Oh, they were wondering where <laughs> <laughs> all these people got the money. To <laughs> I think that building was owned by a few few people.
0: Because at the time, it was its own, like, that was the headquarters for Millbank Insurance, correct?
1: No, I don't even know what's in
0: it. Well, there's there's a few different companies in it. And there's empty floors, too. It's kind of a shame. But it's also a seven-story building in Millbank, South Dakota. Yes. (laughs) What are you going to do with that? Oh, what about the um, the old hotel down the road? What was that called? Um, St. Hubert's? Yeah. You remember that? Yes,
1: used to have a place, a cafe in there. And
0: wasn't there like a ballroom upstairs? Yes, with a grand. I just—it's such a shame it's gone. It
1: had square dances up there. <laughs> we did. I was kind of a youngster then. I don't remember ever going to a dance mm-hmm. there, but it seemed like our church had something going on there one. Maybe different churches come, or something. I don't remember. We had something to do with that okay. upstairs in that building.
0: What's your favorite meal to cook, <laughs> <laughs> or or eat? Maybe
1: <laughs> I make a lot of hot dishes. With canned tomato, not home canned. I always used to oh. home can. my
0: tomatoes. None of that garbage from the store. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> when should I come over? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I don't, ha- we used to have garden and <laughs> okay. had our tomatoes. And I. then when we got the freezer, then I started freezing tomatoes mm. and not, now, once in a while, there's some available in dozens, so I still wouldn't freeze them if I had a chance to buy some on the, on the street. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. Oh. He likes the caramel rolls that I make.
0: <laughs> oh, so when are we coming over? <laughs> Do you still make them?
1: Yes. Um, it makes a big recipe. Makes five dozen. Wow. <laughs> and it's an all-day recipe business. Oh, my. So I have uh, ten pie tins or cake pans. hmm that I fill them up with this big recipe, and I have none on hand now. So one of these days I will get. So busy. you quit,
0: huh? <laughs> Where did you learn the recipe? Was it a passed down, or did you make it up?
1: It was one from my mother. Really, my mother was a good baker.
0: Did you like to bake? Or?
1: Yeah, I still yeah. do. Hmm. But I don't do it much.
0: <laughs> That's the understandable. Thing,
1: I belong to a bridge club that used to be eight, now there are four of us. <laughs> and lucky, actually, only two who have been the, because another person is moving away. Hmm. But so there's going to be
0: two of you getting together to play bridge. You have
1: to have four, right? <laughs> just play so, both hands. So we had some subs, but there are not many people that play just bridge anymore.
0: Why is that? You think
1: they have phones in their hands? I that was what I was wondering, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> so do you do you recall a? a shift in society when technology started becoming more noticeable? Is that something that that was noticeable or it just happened? I'm
1: just thinking gradually you got used to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, just like everything you do. Yeah. Shopping at the store is different and it's church is different that's about all I do play cards
0: (laughs) (laughs) play cards and go to church
1: (laughs) and I sew okay I make Christmas socks I've been making Christmas socks for years and years even do you knit them no
0: did you bring show and tell (laughs) yeah I like it.
1: There's socks I made. The...
0: Oh. So when, when did this begin? Uh,
1: even before I came to Millbank, I can't remember.
0: Uh, what for? Just something to do? Right, right. Okay.
1: Then Fran and I were the first members of uh, Unity Square.
0: Really? Number one and number two?
1: when they opened up unity square.
0: Do you still go there now?
1: No. Nope. <laughs> I go up <laughs> and downstairs every day. Though.
0: Nice. <laughs> so when did they do this story? This is from the Grant Kenner review.
1: It's
0: oh from this is Dave. in last year. It says in the age 98. So yeah. This would have been Was that early this year? Ah, eh, maybe last year. David Schultz it was last did the year. story. So these socks, what is the oh, What did you make them for? To put
1: on the Christmas tree. Okay. And then a little candy bar will fit. <laughs> How
0: <'Cause> convenient.
1: <laughs> just uh just fits inside.
0: Did you make them to give away?
1: No, I just made them for the family, okay. and grandkids and great grandkids.
0: 30 years later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have them laying on the dining room table right now. I still have a couple more yet for this year
0: to do. That is amazing.
1: But I like to keep my hands busy. So now my daughter started me on jigsaw puzzles. So
0: The big ones? 500. <laughs> oh, man. My wife loves puzzles. Like If she had a puzzle going all the time, she'd be happy. But so. with the children's, it's more difficult to keep them going. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Um,
1: that's about as exciting. Any, other well, than well, <laughs> having, it's always nice when my kids are come and see mm-hmm. me, and I go to their house and.
0: Hint, 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 and then
1: there's food. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> so you don't have to cook anymore. That's great. Um, do you have because one of the things that I've been trying to figure out since I, I've lived here for 11 years now, oh. I'm from Oregon. I grew up out there and we came here 2008. and it, I'm intrigued with Millbank because well, there's no other town named Millbank in the country. So there's some uniqueness there. And it's kind of weird in that Millbank is little, but it's also kind of big at the same time. It's a big, small town because we support smaller communities. But then if you need bigger, you can always get there in Watertown, Aberdeen, South Dakota, or Sioux Falls. Then Minneapolis, if you want to go farther. Um, But I'm always intrigued with why people either choose to live here or or not. Because some people choose to leave really fast because they don't want to be here.
1: The reason we came here, there was a dry... My husband had gone to school to become a dry cleaner, and there was a building for sale that we could have.
0: So So, um, once your kids were in the school system, because all the kids went to school here, I assume. Yeah. Did that help keep you guys here, having interaction in the community that way?
1: Uh, Well, I I don't think we went have a reason <laughs> not to keep up the diking <laughs> the kids always were taking part in all the yeah. sporting activities and when I lived in Oregon was uh, my husband was stationed there mm-hmm. in a camp where new recruits were coming in. Okay. And because he'd had some training up at in Minneapolis what is the name of that group anyway he had known how to march and close order drill they called it and stuff. So they kept him there so he didn't have to go overseas right away.
0: Well that's sure nice.
1: Yeah. So that's why I was out in Oregon and our daughter was born there.
0: Hmm. That's crazy. Um, do you remember any scandal in Milbank?
1: Not anything in particular. <laughs> okay, <I guess. laughs> I'm always intrigued. There's a
0: few. There's a few old scandals from way back that I'm trying to dig up a little bit. Back in the '40s and '30s, I think there was couple murders that intrigue me a little bit and i don't know i'm just trying to find information out
1: <laughs> i guess i can't hear.
0: i mean you wouldn't have been here then but
1: and i don't remember hearing about them okay
0: either. well i think that's part of the the intrigue <laughs> is i've talked to a few people around town and it's still very much we don't talk about that oh. so stop it quit talking about it so oh. it's either folklore or it happened and they covered it up (laughs) Uh, so
1: I wonder what that is um,
0: well the story goes there was um, a lady who got murdered at her home and there were some businessmen involved by the time the sheriff got out there the house was spotless and she was in her bed tucked in not alive oh and then the, the theory is that uh, because I think the husband went to prison, and then one of the guys, something, I, I don't remember if he came out of prison and then got a brand new car, or like there there were some things that it looked like someone may have just taken the fall to, to cover up, and then several of the the business leaders that were involved in there, they all of a sudden had to go on some, some business trips. They had to be gone for a while, and... I don't know. I, you know, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But I, I'm totally fascinated by it. I don't <laughs> I don't remember that story. And then again, I also heard there was a sheriff that got murdered back a I while back. I do kind
1: of remember hearing about that.
0: Okay. And I don't know the circumstances around that. But I'm, we're still slowly trying to dig around. Uh, well, it's Maybe a- we're poking the bear. I don't know. <laughs> it might hey, not be. It hey, might not be long enough.
1: Interesting to know the why.
0: Absolutely, yeah, that is. That's kind of my whole question, and that's no. you know why you guys were here in the dry cleaners. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, anything that you would say to people that might be interested in Milbank? What makes Milbank um a good place to live?
1: Well, for Living in a small town, we are very fortunate to have the stores that we have, mm-hmm. and you're able to, uh, they have a train service, and they have bus service, and they have parks, and we have Unity Square, and there are lots of good things about they'll bank if you need to make a move and <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think our school systems are ahead of it. i mean they're not behind it linda was a school teacher here for a few years
0: mm-hmm. so,
1: how many years
0: <laughs> a couple a few <laughs> 36 36 wow That's great. Um, Did politics at all play a role in your life growing up? Or or was it all centered around the military and that conflict? No, the only
1: time that that had anything to do with it was when in Minor County, where I was born in Howard, my dad would run for sheriff. Yeah? And he was... And he did have this tire store.
0: Mm -hmm. So he was the sheriff, too?
1: Yes. And then you could be a sheriff for four years. And then the next time, election, they put on the ballot my mother's name (laughs) in Minor County. Did she win? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he was sheriff again for four more years. So
0: wait, because your mom won, he became sheriff again?
1: Yeah. Well, was he was deputy. Just,
0: he okay? <laughs> she deputized him. Perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, he could. He couldn't run again. So you uh, you were
0: limited for one term only, or was it? <laughs> or was it a four? You had to be elected every year.
1: I think. As far as I remember, it was four. Okay. Four years. So then then he would, after he, dad had four years, then my mother would <laughs> have four
0: years. So, That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs>
1: well, that was pretty wow. good income from this big family.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I appreciate you being willing to come in here and, Tell us your story. That's kind of fascinating.
1: Well, I never thought about anything unusual, <laughs> but if, if anybody's interested. But I'm very fortunate to be as healthy as I am. So
0: That's fa- that's wonderful.
1: I can still live in my own house. I probably wouldn't be able to if Mark and Linda weren't here.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what family's for, right? Yeah. You take care of the children when they're little, then they take care of you. And <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, well, I think that's about. Have I think that's about what I need. So, but I I appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for absolutely me. no problem. This has been the interview on the Why Millbank Podcast Network. Um, Thank you, June, for coming into our our studio and telling us your story a little bit about why you're here and Millbank and your life a little bit. So we appreciate you coming in. You're most welcome. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Whymillbank.com is the website if you want to check it out. We have several podcasts that come out of the studio. Otherwise, have a wonderful day. See you next time.